Welcome to Lessons in Life and Love with Rihanna Milne, where we show you how to have the positive mindset for success in all life areas. It's time to have the life you desire and the love you deserve. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Season 2, Show 52 of Lessons in Life and Love. I am your host and global life and love coach, Rihanna Milne, coming to you every Friday on the LessonsInLifeAndLove.com podcast channel, as well as on my app, Lessons in Life and Love, on the go. I'm all about helping you transform your life in all areas into one that you're passionate about and to help you attract the love that you deserve. I'm on a mad mission to change the way the world loves. So you'll learn how to have emotionally healthy, conscious, and evolved relationships, as well as how to avoid toxic, painful ones that are too prevalent today. It's time to create the life that you desire and to have the love that you deserve. If at any time during the week you're struggling, do reach out to meet with me for a personal life and love transformation discovery session. Just go to my website, rihannamilne.com, and sign up. And I look forward to seeing how I can help you best. All right, love angels and transformers, this is an amazing show today, so get ready. I think I have the most amazing and wonderful guests of all. My younger daughter, Alexi Panos, is a personal transformation expert. We will be talking about what does it mean to have it all, how to have it all, and what's blocking you from having the dreams and goals that you want to achieve. Alexi will share her journey of transformation and success and things she might struggle with with being so successful. I couldn't be more prouder of my youngest daughter. She's an amazing young lady, a fabulous mother, and I'll tell you more about her bio when I welcome her to the show. Welcome, Alexi Panos. <laughs> Thanks. I'm happy to be here, Mom. Hi, doll. <laughs> How are you? I do miss you already. I know I just got back from LA. So yeah. good spending time with you and Preston and the babe. I know. I think one of my favorite moments was seeing that little kiss fest we had with Kingston. <laughs> At the end, Good. he's kissing both of us back and forth. That was adorable. That's really Oh, cute. my God. And then just as everything's so comfortable, then I got to go. Yeah. Oh, darn. <laughs> well, but, Thanksgiving. We'll see you for Thanksgiving. Yes. yes. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let me tell you about this wonderful child of mine. Oh, my gosh. And I'm reading her accolades last night when she sent me her bio. And I'm like, I didn't know you got this. Did you tell me about this award? Let me tell you, uh, she is a life, love, and business strategist and is both into deep wisdom and practical tools to help unleash your most powerful life. Alexi has been named of one of Forbes' top 11 women entrepreneurs, Inc. Magazine top 10 entrepreneurs changing the world. One of Origin Magazine's top 100 creatives changing the world is a winner of the Millennial Mentor Award a feature cover story in Inspired Coach, Millennial Magazine, and Elixir Magazine, and is a featured expert in the films The Abundance Factor, Rise Up, The Age of Entrepreneur. As a best-selling author, she's authored the books 50 Ways to Yay and Now or Never, both by Simon & Schuster. Alexi is on a mission to make personal development mainstream through her books and digital content, live experiential trainings, online education, and working with her nonprofit charity, Epic, in Africa, which stands for Everyday People Initiating Change. Follow her on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Alexi Panos, A-L-E-X-I-P-A-N-O-S, and her website is AlexiPanos.com. Yeah, all yeah. the good stuff. And also, you're an amazing mommy. Oh, thanks. I like to think so. You know, I'm always learning. It's always a process, but loving the journey. It's funny. I was just talking with my girlfriends out 
we're co-working together and a couple of them are younger coaches, you know, they're yes. in their twenties and they've got some older clients and they say, Oh, it still comes up for me. Like, I feel like I'm too young. I'm like, my greatest teacher in the world is an 18 month old. <laughs> so if she <laughs> yeah. can continue to be my greatest teacher and I've worked with all the great gurus and masters around the world, Yes. <laughs> well, it's interesting, the journey of life. I brought you up teaching you many lessons and now I turn to you all yeah. the time. Honey, I need help with this. I do think that's the way. I do yes. think that's the way, right? Like we're constantly evolving and I think we're always learning from the older generations and the younger generations because the world is changing so rapidly. And it's powerful to learn from people who came from a time before you and from people who come from a time after you. It's just Absolutely. powerful in both directions. Yes, yes. And I really value our love and friendship through the years. And I've loved every stage of it. People say, which is the best stage? I'm like, every stage is the best yeah. stage, honestly. <laughs> Let's to get down to the helping the listeners here. Yeah. Did you always think it was possible to have it all? And what does that mean for you? Yeah, well, it's interesting because I think there is this drive in society, especially now in the modern world with technology, we have access to so many things. And the pervasive story we're told is that you can have it all. And I do believe we can have it all, maybe not all at the same time, but I do believe that we can experience and have everything we want to experience in this lifetime. And for me, I do feel like I've lived up to that expectation I've set for myself, as well as I continue to grow into the allness that I'm creating in the future. I do think that we have to be practical and realistic. That's the Virgo in me. That's like, okay, brown down. <laughs> right. Everything you want, but not all at the same time. One time. Yeah. Right. So get really clear about what your goals are, what you value in this moment. A lot of people that know me know that sometimes I go into like a creative work hole for three years and they're like, I haven't seen you. I haven't heard from you. It's like, because <laughs> I was building my business and it was so exciting. And then I was on a travel and expedition and adventure chapter of my life at one point too. So we just have to ask ourselves what's most important right now for my values and what I deeply desire to experience out of life. Right. Now for my clients, I would call this the mindset for success. Mm -hmm. And I am sure they want to know where did that come from? Do you remember how young you were when you started having that and how did you develop that? Yeah. You know, I think it comes from so many things. I think it comes from obviously like, both you and dad were entrepreneurs and kind of mm -hmm. always went after what you wanted. So I think it was modeled for me in that way from you two. Also our entire family, they're essentially entrepreneurs as well. So yeah. I always saw if there's not a, a way, make it and have fun with it while you do it. And you really can't fail because you learned. That mindset for me has been kind of the foundational thing that's had me have the courage to continue to step in and create and try things on in life without having such deep fear and attachment to it's got to work out. I've got to win. It's got to be a success because it's a success just because I tried. I got to explore that part of myself and my desire. So I think it started there and then obviously it got cultivated through so many things you know I just I think about that young creative spirit of putting on neighborhood circus acts like made tickets horrible yeah sold them around and like produced a whole circus act on the swing set with our you know neighborhood friends there was just always this empowerment and encouragement to try and, and create, and create. Yeah. Yes. And, and I think that got nurtured as I got older and really started to intentionally create my circle of friends and being from a small town, I didn't feel like I related to a whole bunch of people. So I created friends outside of school and took learning courses and went to conferences at young ages to really surround myself with people that I related to and that inspired me. 
Yes. I remember when you were a young child, when we used to visit my mom in the Philadelphia area and I was driving as a single mom to help me stay awake, we would listen to cassettes of Tony Robbins and Deepak Chopra, Marianne Williamson's, all these wonderful experts in mental mindset, positive mindset, personal growth. And I remember your sister said, put on something else, mom. And I'm like, well, it helps me stay awake. And you were saying, but I kind of like it, you know? I think I played like I was annoyed because I wanted to maybe listen to Janet Jackson as well. But I was like, <laughs> okay, I kind of like what this guy's saying. It's kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. You were listening to the masters very early on and then something yeah. else sticks out in my mind too. You were about five years old and watching TV and the commercials for Save the Children came on over in Africa. And you turned around and you looked at me and said, mom, I'm going to go save those kids one day. And I said, you know what, babe? I believe you will. What's interesting about that is like those kids saved me. I truly believe my experiences in Africa as an adult are what shifted me and took me out of like the superficial path I was kind of headed down and really grounded me back in service and passion. Yeah, they ended up. You started putting fresh water wells into Africa, Tanzania area at about age 20. 20, we did our first trip out there and then we created our nonprofit when I was 21. Yeah. Right. And now how many do you have today? Probably up to about 20 wells, but we've expanded from just doing clean water and we're really working deep within the communities now and helping build sustainable, thriving communities. And, And that is not about handouts. It's about a hand up. So we're partnering with leadership in the communities. We're training the youth how to be leaders and stewards in their community. And it's really become this community project to help rebuild the schools, to build libraries, to do women's entrepreneurship circles, to support in like relational household stuff. I mean, we're doing all sorts of things because these people are so hungry to thrive and they really want to help themselves. They just have never had the chance, unfortunately, because a lot of nonprofits have come and just given them stuff. They haven't had the chance to actually provide for themselves and really create a sustainable and thriving community for themselves. And that's what Epic's really focused on is how do we support them and give them the tools and the skills so that we can leave and they thrive without us. I love that. That's really great. The last I stopped counting was about 14, 15. So I don't want to misquote the number that you had. That's awesome. You're up to 20 at this point. So the listeners understand you reached a high level of success in the entertainment business. You sang on three multi-platinum CDs and then you were in magazines like Teen and J14 as a teenage singer. And then you went on to be a TV host on E! Entertainment News, the NFL Pro Show, two shows on HGTV. So you're pretty heavily enmeshed in the entertainment world. Yeah. But you were found a way to combine. I remember you came on MTV with a beautiful interview about Epic, mm-hmm. and they met you through music. Yeah, yeah. So it was an interesting journey to watch you in entertainment, and then you segue over into personal transformation. What made you take that route and leave the entertainment world behind? Well, it's interesting. Again, like going back to what I was saying earlier is being on tour with music and the group that I was on tour with, I got to kind of see behind the velvet curtain. You know, it's Mm -hmm. like the fame curtain. And as a teenager, it was really appealing and alluring to think that I was so close to fame and fortune. And at that time, I think for a lot of us, we're promised that that's kind of the answer. That is what we want. We want notoriety. We want money. We want success in that way. And then we'll feel good. And then life will be okay. And I got to see that behind the curtain of some of the most successful people in the music industry at that time, there was a lot of depression, a lot of drug use, a lot of cheating, Mm -hmm. a lot of lying, despair, deep despair, as well as camaraderie and amazingness and fun and all the other things. But I really got to see 
both sides of it. And our final stop on tour was in Africa and South Africa. And I just had this moment as we were at an after party, partying, drinking champagne, doing the thing that we were doing on the road, realizing as we were getting on the tour bus that there's a shanty town right over there that I'm seeing regular people working hard to just survive. Yeah. And it hit me as like, oh man, I can choose this life and I could probably make good of it, you know, and, and do something great with it. But the path I was on at that time and the trajectory I was going, my values weren't really founded in what was truly meaningful for me. And at that moment, I kind of felt like a taker. It was like, ooh, this is not going to end up good. <laughs> like, I just I never that saw moment. you as a taker. I always saw no. you as a creative. You enjoyed the creative part of singing. Yeah, of course. I mean, listen, I'm not bashing myself, but it was one of those <laughs> internal aha moments where I was like, if I continue down this path, it will be for self-serving reasons. And I also, while looking at these everyday people just trying to do their best to thrive for their families, it took me back to that five-year-old who watched those commercials yeah. and would get teary-eyed and raise money for the Miami Zoo when there was a hurricane and all the animals lost their, their habitat at the Miami Zoo. That part of me came alive during that trip, during that moment. It was like, what about her? Like you sold out on her. She's in there and she wants to come out. That's where you get to utilize your creative force. Like you're here to support people in a much bigger way than just being an artist and being cool and popular, which is great. Nothing wrong with it. But I just felt like there was more. And I didn't really know what it was, yeah. which is why I kind of stayed in the entertainment industry throughout my 20s to fund my nonprofit work, which is great. Yeah. Like, cool, I'll use my gifts in front of the camera to fund the work that I'm truly passionate about while studying personal development the whole time. Yes. Recognizing, oh my gosh, I can actually make a career out of my true passion, which is helping people and learning about myself and living my best life and then sharing those tools with others. And I didn't yeah. realize that really until 26. I love that because it's a journey and can always change your path, mm -hmm. but you appreciate it and you take the lessons you've learned from it and you cultivate the best and you move on to your next project. That's fine. That is the mindset for success. And you were always in conscious awareness, Alexi. I remember we had this conversation at a restaurant. I said, if you hate it, get out. Mm -hmm. You said, I'll know when it's time, mom. I'm watching. Yeah, you know, yeah. so that's that conscious awareness. And I never wanted to force you. I wanted you to enjoy it. But when it was time, you knew it was time. So yeah. what do you think is the fundamental block to most people having it all and reaching these kinds of dreams and enjoying the journey? I think it is lack of self-awareness, which leads to lack of worthiness, mm -hmm. which leads to lack of courage. Yeah, not and, taking the risk. Yeah, if we don't have the self-awareness to actually have that, oh, okay, my eyes are open. I may be in a job I hate. I may be in a relationship that hasn't been working for a while, but do I see it? Like, am I willing to actually face off with a hard fact that this isn't working? Mm -hmm. or this is working really well and I want to dive deeper into this. So having your eyes open and being fully aware of where you're currently at, no judgment, wherever you're at, but then being willing to go, okay, do I believe and deem myself worthy enough to step in and go for it or to step out and say not anymore? And that's right. where that courage and that confidence comes from to really go, you know what? I may fail. And I'm using air quotes here because I don't know <laughs> I may fail. It may not turn out how I think it's going to turn out, but I'll learn. I'll yeah. So therefore, it's not a failure. It's not. To me, I've replaced the word failure with feedback, right? It's like anything. Whenever we're trying something new, like walking or riding a bike, we have to fall a whole bunch to learn what not to do so we don't fall. Right. <laughs> you know? We have to be a beginner at some point, and it's going to be awkward, and it's going to be messy, 
and it's not always going to look perfect and that's okay. And I think that's where the courage comes in to go, you know what? I'm willing to fail and get that feedback for myself and to be a beginner and mm-hmm. to start all over to see if this feels more aligned for me. And right. I think the combination of those three things, awareness, worthiness, and courage have to play together in order for us to have confidence. Because confidence doesn't mean like, I'm ready to do anything. It means you have courage in the face of self-doubt because we all have self-doubt. And yes. to have that courage in the face of it is saying, you know what? If I just take that step in the right direction, that's how you build confidence. Yeah, it's saying yes to yourself to take the first step, risking at least a little bit. And I remember we always used to say, okay, well, what's our plan B if this doesn't work out? And I never use fail. If this doesn't work out, what's our plan B? Yeah. I've kind of lived my life that way. It was kind of like that safety net that I'm going to go for it full out. If it doesn't work, what's the worst that can happen? I do plan B, right? funny like I still do that to this day I go with everything with pregnancy with buying a house with investments I literally go what's the worst possible case right I plan for it I reverse engineer backwards and it's like I win no matter what and that's what I tell all my clients make it a win no matter what so even if you quote unquote fail and you don't get to where you want to get to you still found a way to make it a win. That's right. There's always that plan B. What is the bridge and why do people need to get into the room? Yeah, so the bridge is our experiential workshops that I created with my husband, Preston. And it is literally the answer to doing all the experiential workshops that are out there and available and loving them and learning so much from them and having deep respect and appreciation for them. However, recognizing that They were created in the 70s, mostly in late 60s. And it's like, it felt like it needed an upgrade. It felt like it needed to be evolved and kind of positioned to speak to this new human being that exists in a world of technology, in a world of fast paced decisions and deeply ingrained unworthiness. And so my husband and I created it to really fill that void in the marketplace and to create an experience for people where they could literally retrain their nervous system to be with stress, to be with love, to be with intimacy, to be with all those intense feelings that are part of the human spectrum, anger, jealousy, sexuality. We retrain the nervous system in the body to hold it. Because when you can hold more in the body, you can actually hold more in life. And that's what Mm. embodiment work is all about. That's what somatic work is all about. So we work with the body to be able Uh to hold your experiences. So we're doing a lot of trauma release therapy. We're doing all sorts of things cleaning out the vessel of your body so you have more of a container to hold your life. Yes, Alexi and Preston coach around the world their program. When's the next one you have coming up and where would they find you? You can go to bridgeexperience.com. The next one's actually coming up in LA in October, our level one and level two. And then we have a level one and level two in Brisbane, Australia in November. Very nice. Now, what would you say is your secret to success in business if you had to name a couple of things? You're one of the top coaches now in the world. Yeah. Secret to getting there, girl. (laughs) I think it's my lack of caring how it looks. And I'm saying that from a place of like deep knowing that I used to care how it looked. Like in the beginning of my career, I was very aware of like, okay, I want to make sure I'm doing it right. And I want to make sure that this works and I get the intended result. Now I'm just playing. I'm playing so strongly and my presence has changed. I feel like I'm more present with the work, my client, Mm -hmm. what we're all really after, you know, and we've done a couple of business sessions together and all of my business coaching starts with what do you actually want in your life? And then let's Mm -hmm. build a business that works with that. 
because most people say, okay, let's make you money. Let's build an incredibly successful business. It's like, yeah, your business might be successful, but if your life sucks, yeah, you kind of miss the point, <laughs> you know? So right. I started doing that when that was very anti-business coach. Like nobody was doing that in my industry at the time. It's like, let's talk about your life and let's really bring the life coaching values into business and leadership and make sure that you're an aligned human being as you're running your company, as you're building your business, as you're scaling your business. Let's make sure it's aligned and it feels good because if it yes. feels good, you're missing the whole point. I always said, take your pain and make it your passion and your purpose. Mm-hmm. And then love your work every day because it's making a difference in the world. And that's a big source of happiness and loving your business and being able to get through the grind, which is yes. the more difficult parts of every business. No business yeah. is smooth sailing. Oh, no. And no, I do no. know the hours you put in in the first yeah. five years, and you still put a lot of hours in. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing, too. I think that makes me successful is that I don't just go after the finished product. Like, I actually really love the journey. Mm -hmm. I really love the creative process of figuring things out and building systems to make things work. And how can I do this in a new innovative way? It all feels like a puzzle to me. And I really love figuring out the puzzle and finding the best way to do things. That's all that creative stuff you were building when you were a kid, honey. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) And I, I love it. You know, a lot of people hate the process. I love the process, which is why I consult for other people because I love getting into their process and Mm -hmm. helping them be more efficient and also help them get into that deep alignment. Yeah, I love that. Are you doing a new project, something new beyond Bridge? Yeah, well, I do have Soul School that I've had for three years now and that's been amazing and it's essentially like an online classroom to learn everything about personal development and I do deep dive classroom masterclasses every single month. But I've got this new project emerging right now that I can't really talk about yet. You'll come back on and talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's actually, (laughs) it's a collaboration with a friend of mine, um, Emily. And we've actually been doing a couple collaborations. We just finished a business coaching collaboration. We discovered we work really well together. I literally woke up in the morning with this idea. And as you know, my life is really full and only getting fuller. (laughs) I called Emily up and I was like, I have your next business because she's kind of been in between like selling off my other business. I'm not sure what's next. I'm like, I have your next business. Okay. And I go through and I tell her, she's like, oh my God, this is amazing. She's like, are you sure you don't want it? I was like, I want it, but I don't really have time for it. She's like, be my silent partner. I was like, duh. (laughs) There you go. So I'm coming in on on the vision and the strategy and and kind of setting up the back end and operations. And then she's going to be kind of the face and I get to reap the benefits of being a part of something really cool. That's really exciting. Yeah. And to be that business consultant that you love to do. Now, I know my listeners would love to have your take on finding love as well. What's some top tips on that? Yeah, it's interesting. I feel like for love, the best thing, again, is that awareness piece. And it always comes down to awareness. It sounds so simple, but it's actually quite possibly the hardest work you could ever do is to become aware of all the areas that where you have more work to do. <laughs> it's like to become aware of your wounds, to become aware of your withholdings, to become aware of your projection, to take responsibility for your life. Like having that awareness first is huge. Otherwise you are literally just bringing a bag full of baggage. Nobody wants your problems. <laughs> You're literally bringing it into your relationship and going, here, can you deal with this? Because I don't want to. <laughs> exactly. And most people are like, no, I'm actually good. I don't need more problems because I'm dealing with my own. That's number one is become aware of your stuff and get to work. Get to work on it. And then I will say number two is dating yourself. So like loving yourself through the process of that 
really discovering who you are. What do you love to do? What are your passions? Go do them. Be the most interesting human being in the world to yourself. And I promise you, you will become magnetic because you're not looking for somebody else to make your life interesting. Do we share the same language? I call it being a successful single first. Yes. yes. Love your single life. Live large right now. Yes. And, and so many people are waiting for their partner to do that. And I get it. Yeah. It is sometimes more fun to go on a trip with someone that you're romantically involved with and you can have a little tryst in the Caribbean with, but it can be equally as fun by yourself or with some friends. Right. Get creative and think outside the box. Maybe do a volunteer trip. Like do those things you've always wanted to do that you've been putting aside and waiting to do with your potential partner. Do it for yourself first. Treat yourself to the best life you can possibly have. And I promise you just become way more magnetic. Third thing, and I always say this, if you want food, you got to go to the grocery store. <laughs> like, people are like, there are no good men out there. I'm like, when's the last time you left the house besides for work? <laughs> you right. right. You got to get out there. You got to put it out to your friends. You got to put it out to the world. You got to get on dating apps. You got to go out to places where your people might be. And that doesn't always mean a bar or a nightclub. Like if you're into personal development and spirituality or business, go to a conference, go to a seminar, go to a workshop. We have so many people in our bridge community that graduate, that fall in love, that have babies, that start businesses together, that become lifelong friends because they find their people. So just go where your people are and go spend time there. Again, that's where the dating yourself comes in because if you're doing what you love, you're going to find your people who are doing similar things. Yep. Love that advice. That's wonderful. Do you ever get judged harshly because you've been really successful that you're really standing out in your field? Or does anyone say that, oh, well, you intimidate me? Because you're like your mom. You're one of the most down-to-earth people I know, right? (laughs) And we're really easygoing, loving people. But do people read you wrong because of your level of success sometimes? Yeah, I would say so. I think there's a judgment that comes like, oh, well, you used to be a model and and TV. And so you must be one of those girls. I've never identified as one of those girls. I actually was always kind of identified on the outside and was bullied by those girls. And nothing wrong with those girls. I'm friends with a lot of those girls now who I would consider the beautiful, popular girls. I do, you know, and I think we can't help but be judged, right? I think even the coolest people are being judged for like, oh, maybe they're too cool and maybe they're put on. Human beings judge. And I think at the end of the day, I remind myself to just continue to be myself and remind myself that I'm not for everybody. Like not everyone's going to love me and that's okay. That's okay. And as long as I love myself and accept myself, like that's all that matters. And again, I think at the beginning 20s, early 30s, I was still figuring that out and still trying to shape myself and morph myself into who I thought the world needed me to be in order to be accepted and loved. And coming into that deeper journey of self-love and acceptance has been liberating true freedom. I'm going to live my life and do me and stand for what I believe in and speak my truth, knowing that it's just mine and all truth is relative and you can have your truth too, but here's mine. And I'm going to use my voice because it's fine and I get to do what I want. Yeah. Self-love, living in integrity, knowing you're doing the right things when nobody's looking, trying your best to help the world in some way, whether it's people or animals or the earth anyone, fellow man, strangers in any way, and just loving who you are and being very content with that. Yeah. And the people that don't, 
you just bless them and send them on their way and you just kind of say, well, they really don't know me. <laughs> they really don't get me. If they knew me and had a conversation with me, they'd, we'd probably get along fine. And maybe not though. And, and the thing is too, right? There's 7 billion people on the planet. Right. If I was worrying about what everyone thought about me or like the people that didn't resonate, I would be wasting so much of my energy and it my time. Yes. You know, so it's just kind of like, okay, cool. You're not my person right now, maybe ever. I don't know. And not that I don't care, but I've got my crew and I've got my people and I've got myself and I yeah. truly love and appreciate myself. And I appreciate that I'm not your person. Perfect. Yes. <laughs> it's the same in love. Oh, I said, everyone has a type. We know what we want. And if someone says, I don't want to date you said, that's perfectly fine. Good luck. And God bless. Yeah. Don't take it personally. It's the same, whether it's business or love or life. It's totally. Just love yourself first and know that you're an amazing person, how you are, where you are in your journey, and there's always more to learn too. Always. <laughs> always a work in progress. Always. Yes. Any last words of wisdom you would like to offer our listeners, Lexi? Yeah, I would just say wherever you're at in your life, in your business, with love, in your personal journey, have grace. Have grace for where you're at. Truly, I think we're so hard on ourselves nowadays and we punish ourselves. The meanest, cruelest people in the world is us. Like we're cruel to ourselves. And mm. I think kindness and compassion and empathy, while it's amazing and absolutely necessary to extend that to the outside world, it's most important for us to extend it to ourselves. Wherever you're at on your journey, love yourself for it while also holding yourself accountable to your potential. Don't sell out on yourself as well. And you can do that in a loving way. You can be really kind with yourself and also say, and I know there's more. And I know you're still holding back. And I know you've got further to go. And I'm going to love you through every step of that journey. That's right. That's right. Life is a journey. Love is a journey. Enjoying the journey where you are and keeping that conscious mindset for success every step of the way. Yeah. So you need to adjust. You simply adjust with calmness, peace, love, and just keep moving forward. Take those risks. Say yeah. yes to yourself more. Enjoy life. Enjoy meeting positive people that help you on your journey. Yeah, one step at a time. Yes. Well, I love you very much, honey. I'm always very proud of you and all your accomplishments. You know, your birthday's coming up. So as I taught you since you've been a little kid, I'm sure you do your words of wisdom. I will. I'll be in Hawaii doing my words of wisdom this year. Three for business, three for personal. Oh my gosh. I used to put the recorder on when there was the big recording camera. All right, honey, that's your word of wisdom, your words of wisdom. I used to laugh at me and now you do it every year anyway. It was a good little habit for you to have. Yeah, it's good. I consider my birthday my personal new year, and I'm sure that had a lot to do with that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I love you, and thank you for sharing your wisdom with our people at Lessons in Life and Love. I'm sure they really appreciate getting to know you. Yeah, I love you too, Mom. All right. Bye, baby. Okay, love angels and transformers, that's all we have time for today. I want to thank our amazing guest and my fabulous younger daughter, Alexi Panos, for joining us today and sharing her words of wisdom on personal transformation and the mindset for success. I appreciate you sharing the love and our mission of helping to change the way the world loves by sharing the show link to those that you love and care about. 
Please take a moment to subscribe and leave a five-star rating and a comment about this show. We truly appreciate it. Remember, you can reach out during the week to talk with me personally for a life and love transformation discovery session. Just go to my website, rihannamilne.com. And also while you're there, you can take the free love tests and download some free book chapters from Live and Love Beyond Your Dreams. Also, to help you understand the dilemmas of childhood trauma and how it plays out in your adult life and love relationships, Download the free ebook, havetheloveyoudeserve.com. That's havetheloveyoudeserve.com. And remember, single ladies, make sure you sign up for that free workshop Saturday, September 28th at 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. Eastern Time. It's a workshop that's done on Zoom. It's very limited space. Just sign up at my website, rihannamilne.com. Go to the main page and scroll down and you'll see a sign up button there. And as always, I am here to help you have that life that you desire and the love that you deserve. Have a fabulous, beautiful, and blessed week. We want to thank you for joining us on this episode of Lessons in Life and Love with Coach Rihanna Milne. Go to RihannaMilne.com for more resources. If you're really ready to take action to improve your life or love situation, apply now for a session with Rihanna. And remember, it's time to have the life you desire and the love you deserve.